Hello, hello. My name is Dr. Rachel Gainsborough, and I am obsessed with all things short-term rentals, revenue streams, and helping you navigate your career, real estate, and your busiest and most wonderful seasons of life. I'm an immigrant, a pharmacist, a wife, and a mom who took one guest room rental and turned it into a multi-property seven-figure real estate business, which has also landed us on TV. I'll teach you the real secrets and everything you need to build a short-term rental business that you love. I discuss the hard topics, mistakes I've made, and the mistakes others have made so you don't have to make them for yourself. Financing, automations, acquisitions, low occupancy, scaling, and building your team all while balancing your life are all subjects to be discussed here. Consider me that one best friend you can come to with your short-term rental business questions. So grab your coffee, get comfortable as you get ready to learn and grow with me. This is the Luxury Short-Term Rental Doctor podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. I am so delighted for this treat tonight. Uh, Ruben, thank you, thank you for joining me today, guys. This is Ruben. Many of you know him. He is my co-pilot when it comes to everything midterm rentals. It's one of those, I think, moments in life, right? When you meet someone that there's just so much synergy and you, you just can't deny it. And so Ruben has such a passion for education, for teaching others about real estate and the freedom that it can provide. I met Ruben through some other networking opportunities. He has a wonderful podcast called The Real Estate Experiment. And we started to connect a little bit there about the midterm rentals. And I think the light bulb went off for you at that point, but then you started to lean in more and more. And Ruben joined um, our inaugural class on the midterm rental workshop where we delivered it live. And here's the plot twist. Ruben took that and went all the way in. He took more mastermind education on it, as well as he developed his same, his own process, his own framework. And I'm just super proud that he is a part of our uh, midterm rental community. He's building out something really amazing. And this is all while getting married in the process, <laughs> having a whole other business, having a W-2 as well. And so Ruben, we have a lot of busy professionals here. I think your story is just a beacon of the creativity that you continue to infuse into your life and you're figuring out how to figure things out, right? As you go along the way and you just share it with the community. But I don't think I did your intro any justice. So Ruben, please tell the people a little bit about yourself and welcome my friend. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Rachel. I can't thank you enough for being here. You and I get to geek out on and off the air constantly. So I'm just very grateful that we get a share to uh, get a chance to share that window of light of the day to day of behind the scenes, and I think that's a good segue, Rachel. I I surround myself with people like yourself who are just doing amazing things, and you're so humble about it. Which I want to give your kudos on the air. We're just thank you so much for being a leader. Thank you for inspiring us. Thank you for giving us the knowledge and not holding back. And that's what I do. If we're if you're on that wavelength. I have been a student of the game for a long time. So even when I am consulting my my clients as in the real estate space or in the agency side, I like to be able to say, hey, I don't just talk the talk, but I also walk the walk. And that's the only way that I can still help you because I'm doing it in real time. So I'm a student, I'm an experimenter, and I'm so glad to be here. So thank you for having me. And yeah, I'm happy to go into how we got here. There was definitely many experiments that kind of led us here. And, and I'm happy to do that if you would allow me. 
Yeah, I would love that. So go ahead, take us take us a step yeah. back and let us know how you got here. So it's so funny because I was just having this conversation this weekend with uh, a friend of mine. Shout out to Anna who came down to visit us in, in New York. And I was saying, if you look at my me on paper, I think people get very confused as to where I am, where I'm from. Like I'm an Im- immigrant. I'm not from here. Uh, if you look at me, I'm Congolese. I'm first generation. My parents came, had an opportunity to born in the Congo. That country was colonized by the Belgians. That's how we're able to speak French. And then the, the next level was for them to take a leap of faith the way I have so much respect for. Like they had no family members. They came to France to study. Father did engineering, mother did biology. And this is without having anything, nothing handed to them. They're working as students. They were grinding. My father was doing his engineering, working security at night. And so I always have that perspective when I look around and I see the chat GPTs and the Wi-Fi and the FaceTime. I'm like, hey, what a time to be alive. But B, like, I have, I owe so much to them and, and I just owe it to them to elevate myself and not just ever be. I think there's a difference between being satisfied and being ungrateful. So I'm grateful every day, but never satisfied. And that honestly is what fuels me. I'm just very hungry. I don't have that story though, Rachel, which people, a lot of entrepreneurs that I surround myself with, because that's usually who I'm surrounded by, I have this, hey, I was selling a lemonade stand. Like I never had that. Now I was actually doing the right thing, getting, got really good grades. I was I would always study a lot longer than it took other people. I'd be like, how long did you study? It took me four hours. Oh, it only took me one. I'm like, how did it take you one hour? I've been up all night for to get the same result. So I always feel that work ethic was the only thing that I really had for me because I feel like everything else, I really have to outwork the next person. Growing up, we live in the suburbs. Then around 10 years old, we moved to the US. And that move was a completely just a leap of faith. My parents were opportunists. Someone tapped them on their shoulder. Like, you got to come to America. There's more opportunities over there. And they say, let's do it. And we did. English was my second language. I took ESL. I remember as a kid picking it up pretty fast, but still just not knowing what people are saying. I think it really helped me to always be willing to make new friends very quickly. And so now I make friends on the air. Fast forward. My background is asking people questions as a consultant. I'm supposed to ask questions to get an answer. And while I was doing that, I'm like, I love listening to Bigger Pockets. And one of the things I learned is that it's a hack. I identify really quick. If I can go ahead and meet someone who's already where I'm at and get a chance to ask them questions on the air, for me, that's a masterclass, a free masterclass. And then, by the way, if I get to build a community, by the way, while I'm doing that for other people who want to learn, why not do so? There. That's how my show was born. But just so you guys know, I also have a little bit of that, that, that same thing that we have. We, we get in, in each other's way or you get in your own way where I said, who am I to start a podcast without owning real estate? Let me put things in perspective. When I reached out to this gentleman, his name was Vinny Chopra. He had 300 million assets under management. He didn't ask me how many properties I own. He just said, yes, Ruben, I'd love to come on your show. And you know what? I didn't even have a show, but I always go ahead and dive first and figure it out later. And then the real estate experiment show was born. And so that's just how, I hope that that segment gives you a little bit of context. Everyone's unsure. I was unsure as well. I had a limiting belief, but I just forced myself into action by overcoming that limiting belief. And that's how today I'm still doing these experiments where I don't know the answer. I don't have it figured out, but I just dive in and that forces me to figure out because I have that integrity to just be a man of my word and do what I say I'm going to say. So that's how it comes full circle. 
I, and I feel the conviction. I've got goosebumps. I was like, oh my goodness. So how many of us right now, we're just sitting down waiting for the time to be ready to do what it is that's been laid upon our heart that we need to be doing right now. So I think what an inspiration, what a motivation. I was curious, honestly, about what inspired you to start your ex real estate experiment show. And oh my gosh, that's just what a life hack. I just love that. So for those of you who have been thinking about starting a podcast, imagine having access to individuals who have gone before you. You get to interview them pretty much for free and get that masterclass and setting yourself up as an individual who is a leader in networking or a leader in relationship building, right? Mm -hmm. And by bringing on these individuals who can provide some insight, inspire those who are at that level where you're at or even a little bit further along or not quite there yet. I, I just think what an opportunity. And like you said, the access that you were being given, I think is amazing. I come from a similar background, born in Haiti. So mm -hmm. having access to podcasts, having access to ChatGPT, I love me some ChatGPT and all of the resources um, that we have at our disposal, I think is key. But there's something that you said a little bit earlier that, and this is something that I think we take for granted is the showing up to the rooms maybe where we're not comfortable or those key relationships that we're building. What does it look like to you when you're fostering relationships with others and how has that changed your business and changed your life? Yeah, I think the way to ask me how has that been, it's been being a listener, right? So I think sometimes you go into these rooms and you say, what am I going to say about myself? to make myself feel like I belong when really it should be, how can you just be, and I don't like to use these very open, loose, be of value, add value, but just be, how, how can you just be resourceful? That's what I would say, right? If you tell me that you're looking to, I don't know if you want to put out into the universe, but you're wearing a nice Hawaiian shirt. If <laughs> those of you are just listening, you tell me, Hey, Ruben, I want to buy an Island. And I say, okay, I might not be the person to help you, but I'm going to make a note of it so that when I come across someone who owns an island or who flies to islands, I can be like, hey, it's funny. I have a friend who is actually shopping islands and can I introduce you to? So I think in any room that you're in, you can help. You can be a resource. And being a resource doesn't mean that you have to have the answer, but it means that you have to be able to think about who can serve them. And once you make that connection, that's key. So going back to more tactically, what it look like investing. I'm a look, I love free education. I think it's great. What I've realized is when I've invested, like I invest a lot of money into myself, like education, like college, all that wasn't compared to that. Like I'm still investing in my higher education to be in those rooms. And that's what it looks like. It might mean at first for you, it could be, hey, booking a ticket to go to a conference, but then making sure I buy the VIP ticket because it's just another tier level where I can get more access to someone or in a room where people are willing to pay that much or in a room where it actually doesn't even hurt their wallets to pay that kind of money, even if it hurts mine. That's who I want to be surrounded by. That's who I want to get my advice from. That's who I want to befriend, for lack of a better words, because that's what it is. We're building networks and relationships. That's who I want to help because when you help someone, you solve bigger problems, there's a bigger impact. So that's what it really looks like. Going to conferences, stretching, my goodness, getting ideas that like, I didn't even know this even existed. That's what that looks like in my world still to this day.
a lot to unpack there. Oh my goodness, that is so good. And so here's what I've heard though, Ruben, from mm -hmm. others where I have mentioned this. I come from the Dave Ramsey crowd also <laughs> where I was rice and beans and it served a purpose yeah. for me during that time. And I was very frugal. Um, my husband and I were able to get rid of a, quite a bit of our student loan debt. But then fast forward to today, I'm like you, I do invest. And when I have others who approach me who have that same background and that same mindset that they have, have encountered, but they're looking to elevate, for instance, and show up in the rooms. How did you, they're asking, how did you get to from point A to point B? How is it that you're speaking at this event? Or how is it that you're making the pivots? When I have recommended in the past, I do invest. So-and-so had a coaching program. I joined that. And then I linked up and you can follow mm -hmm. the breadcrumbs. They said, oh, no, you're saying to pay to be in a room? And it it stabbed me. I was like, oh, did I pay to get there? Do I even deserve to get there, to be there in that room? And so a little bit of that mindset, imposter syndrome set in. But what else are you to do? So for mm. me, sometimes you do need to invest to be taken seriously. Because Dan Henry, Dan Sullivan, which is an mm. author that we both love, yeah. who wrote Who Not How, yeah. he says, if if it's a paycheck, that's the problem, then there's not a problem. Right? Mm. It gets to that point. So if it's a numbers thing, a money, that's a problem, then there's not a problem. Write the check, compress that learning curve, yeah. and go leaps and bounds. That's what I've found. Have you ever had any kind of pushback of, oh my goodness, are you mean to tell me you paid to be in that room, anything like that? Or have you seen that or any thoughts around that? No, it's so funny because my mind literally <laughs> never gone there. I think gradually what happened was like, okay, maybe you pay 500 bucks and you go there and then you start <laughs> saying, oh, by the way, like my accredited investors go to this book. And I'm like, oh, who are these guys? What's an accredited investor? And then you start learning. And, and then naturally, I think as you evolve or progress, I think the biggest thing is I, I wouldn't even so much focus on, on the money, I, I think it's more of, okay, what's the transformation that I'm going to get by going there? I think at first, the transformation that I had, I was in college and my college roommates who are my still my best friends to this day, they're, and the reason I say they is they're twins. So I got two for one package. <laughs> they, they sold their company right out, like right after college. So the things that they were going to, they're not things that I was used to. I was also a jock. I played basketball. So I had, I've always been part of very different ecosystems, which have really helped me. Like I played with the jocks. I was part of the, I was a community. I was a RA. So I would do my rounds in school. I was man property, managing properties early on. I was very involved. And then there was that bucket of digital marketing. I, I, and I won't ever forget it. I went to a conference called Traffic and Conversion by, what's his name? Oh my gosh. Jeremy. Traffic and Conversion. Dice, I think his last name is. I'm so sorry. I can't think of the name right now. But that's a big digital marketing conference and I was just blown away to see other people that that were my age that looked like me that had these huge businesses that were digital marketing businesses and I just didn't even know that existed so I think for whatever it's worth whether you're paying whether it's a free seminar any transformation anything that you think is your truth be open to finding out that is not the truth and I can talk about that from real estate <laughs> I used to think single family slash multifamily was it. And then I started, I had this gentleman named by the name of Michael Shogram who came on episode 91, who was like, wait, I retired my wife, my mother and myself using this model. I'm like, you mean the single family? You mean the, the, the one on bigger pockets where they talk about, they make $300 a door ish. That one, Ruben, that's not the, that's not my truth. My truth is that actually 
I make three to five X that revenue. And I'm like, what? So then I tap into those people. And then because I surround myself with those people, then I meet the lovely Dr. Rachel Gainsborough. And then I found out what she's doing with one property and then the midterm rental. So think of that, whatever you think is your truth, I don't have enough money or I, it'll, I have to climb the corporate ladder. If that's your truth, there's another truth that will trump that and you just haven't been exposed to it. And your job is to go seek and find those people who have been exposed to that new truth. And that's called a paradigm shift. A whole word. Oh my goodness. I absolutely love that. And you're absolutely right because here you are at a university getting your higher education life together, but your roommate on the other end are doing something that I'm sure you weren't talking about traffic and funnels in classes, right? No. And we ought to be. My goodness. Exactly. And it, it is something that even I've been learning over the last few years that there's this whole world and you know what the curtain has lifted and I'm seeing the world in a whole different way and it's impacting what I'm seeing for my children and in their future mm -hmm. if I want you guys to engage in a side hustle in some way shape or form to take advantage of what's out there so that is just that is awesome and so I thank you so much for speaking to your truth and that paradigm shift because you're right I had my life planned out to climb that corporate ladder, but it, it just was not serving me. Yeah. And pivoting to real estate is where it all started to shift. Yeah. And, and I believe there can be more than one truth. You just have to decide what's going to be your truth. All right. So true. So true. I love it. Okay. So speaking of which, so you have experimented a lot. You started off with all in on your agency where yeah. you are still supporting podcasters and those who are looking for ways to market their podcast launching. And primarily, I noticed that you deal, dealt with those who have podcasts related to real estate syndications, large multifamily. And what's interesting to me, Ruben, I was just on a call where there, there has been a bit of a shakeup with the larger multifamily. Mm -hmm. And so for me, although I'm all in on short-term rentals, Midterm rentals caught my attention as well. And now I have a syndication fund for uh, short-term rentals and I'm looking at all the assets. So you're right, you can have multiple troops and I want to make sure that I'm diversified in a way that as I continue to forge um, the path forward to the passive investing side, mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I have a percentage in all of those buckets so that I'm not over leveraged in something as stable as what we're told as multifamily, yeah. right? That's like tried and true, great track record. But unfortunately, we see that there's a shift and that's how real estate is, right? There's always there are shifts. And so that's where you started with podcasts, real estate, and then tapped into real estate yourself, property management, realtor. How are you able to juggle it all. And I know that you have a small but mighty team behind you. Could you tell us a little bit about some of the attributes that will help any busy professional who's looking to have a, a side hustle that can support and serve their lives? Yeah, I think first, it's, it's funny because how these all these experiments come together. I would really recommend anybody uh, who has an experience working with a virtual assistant, uh, uh, try that first because I got that exposure working with my college roommates when we got we started our e-commerce business we had multiple SKUs we had we're products we're importing from overseas and so one thing if you've seen online people 
brag about these Shopify businesses and making X amount of money. And we were making like six figures a month. And while that looks great, we learned two things, right? Revenue and profit are two very different things because at the end between us three, we had a measle couple thousand dollars left because we have the cost of good souls and et cetera. But one thing I did learn out of that lesson, which I think was the most important one, understanding your cost of acquisition, your cost of goods sold and, and understanding profit. The other thing I learned is leverage. And that was where our virtual assistants came in because on the front end, while people brag about, oh, this is how much we're grossing per month, gross, right? They also don't talk about when you gross that much, how much of a backend team that you need to be like, hey, where's my order? Hey, it didn't deliver. Hey, that. So I was already exposed to the entire customer service. But luckily, we realized very quickly when you're selling hundreds of products a day that it's impossible for you to do it. And I like putting myself in a position where, okay, this is not going to make sense if I do this because we only have 24 hours in a day. So what happens the exact same way that we do our real estate because we don't we buy a lot out of state is, okay, well, if I'm buying out of state, now I'm forced to build systems. I'm forced to build systems. And people use that word. It sounds very fancy, but a system can be as easy as having a virtual assistant that's going to cover your shift while you're at work. What does that look like? That's a system where, hey, you've, you've recorded. If anything that is repetitive, you should not be doing, period. If it's repeatable and someone else can follow you and do the exact same thing, that's the lowest hanging fruit. Then the second phase is understanding where does most of your time go and is it the best use of your time? Because then you can take that same level tier two is and then finding someone to replace that. So in short, the answer is building teams. They do not have to be expensive. I've started out with VAs and you can outsource overseas. That's a really good hack where you're paying $3 an hour. You might have a W2 job. W-2 job, even if you're making $60,000 a year or $40,000 or even $100,000, $200,000, you can allocate $200 a, a day, $200 a month even for starters, $300 to even $500 to get a lot of your time back or at least double yourself, right? In a way, not yourself for high-level tasks, but repetitive tasks. I would highly recommend everyone to do that. I have an episode with the founder of onlinejobs.ph. That is the lowest hanging fruit because once you can get some of your time back, you're essentially doing what I've talked about in my TEDx talk is how to get more than 24 hours in a day. It's not your hours. It's other people's hours, just like other people's money. So that's the number one thing I would focus on before you can then elevate yourself out of just doing a bunch of busy work. Because yes, the reality is I do have an agency. I do have a show. I do have a wife uh, and, and I do have a W-2. And I do own real estate, but none of that involves all of me to be doing or else I would not have the time to be on this podcast and learn and go to these conferences and continue to foster relationships with people like you, Dr. Rachel Gainsborough. So that's the hack. Get your time back. I love it. I love yeah. it. And I think this segue is really great into midterm rentals. So Ooh. walk us through. <laughs> so walk us through. Oh Let's my dive gosh. into that. Go for it. Oh my gosh. So. First, I do want to give a kudos to, I, I do think that any experience that you have, even like the e-commerce business, we wanted to sell it and it didn't sell. But anytime you can talk, we're just talking about this offline, Rachel, right? Any element that you learn from somewhere, whether it's this conference or you're like, wow, I, I didn't get to meet anybody or one or two relationships, any insights that you take, you take those with you for a lifetime and you should revisit them because you will find it like it will be on your tool belt. And when the time is right, you will be able to lose it, use it, excuse me. And I think I've, I've been able to do that luckily with, and I can't thank you enough, Rachel, for adding an, an, an 
such an, a powerful tool to my tool belt that honestly has changed our lives. It really has. Right. So first I want to give a shout out to my friend, Michael Shogren, because he introduced us to the world. And I think when you learn the skill set of bringing a nice furnished accommodation to the marketplace, understanding that play, that's so important. And you don't have to have a lot. That's what I like. And that's why I think it's very relatable. And I think that's why you and I have talked about offline, how it's just so rewarding to see people in our community who may have one property who can change their lives completely. To me, that that is so much more. I love the ability to have a tool that if done properly, I can do that. And I don't have to own a thousand units because I think people get discouraged when they hear that. Oh, yeah. And if I do the math like that doesn't get me out of bed and oh, yeah, I'll get that in 10 years. No, you can change your life. And like you apply this stuff for us. It took it was a, a month because <laughs> from the time that I applied what you taught me back in October, which I still can't believe this was last October. So it hasn't even been a year yet when you think about it, which is insane because we've gotten contract after contract. And I feel like, but we're just scratching the surface. So when you're able to, I took your workshop and I was blown away because I'm like, okay, here. And I had this conversation with my brother. I thought that we had already squeezed the juice from single family. Cause I'm like, okay, great. Here's how to house hack another home. And I don't mean house hack in a bigger pockets way. I'm like, Here's how you hack a home on a short-term rental side. You furnish it, you design it well, and then you crush it on Airbnb. Great. But then I was like, hold on, there's another truth? You mean mm. you can take, there's insurance companies out there yeah. who need to relocate displaced families yeah. and they're willing to pay a premium because their options are limited because they have pets and they have these, these water damages, fires, et cetera. And there's like databases out there that is not Airbnb. There's other, there's OTAs, right? That they use like furnish finder. Like guys, I did not know that. And for me, it's, I, I always have these reflection points. I'm like, what else don't I know about this going on? And I, I can't wait right? to find out. Cause I'm like, you think you have it figured out. And this is why you continue to invest in your education. Cause I could have been like, no, oh, I got this. Like we're going to continue to double down on what we know, but I'm like, no, let me educate myself. So I paid for your workshop. And then I went all in and then I was blown away because we landed a, our first contract was one of many now was $8,000 a month, just under was 7,950. If you want it to be exact in the mortgage on that property was 2,400. And when I looked at that, I'm like, if you do the math, like the people that I've had that talks about like how much cash flow they're getting per door, it like, you would have to have 18 doors. Yeah. At least if you're trying to make like, so I was just like, oh my gosh, that is net. And that family, Rachel, just so you know, because at the time was still going on, ended up staying with us until this past June oh, for okay. eight months. And it was four months or five months to begin something like yeah. that. And that was when I was like, so when we caught that, so I caught the bug, <laughs> I went all in and I educated myself. Shout out to Jesse Vasquez, another leader in the space, doing some amazing Jesse's things. Amazing. Yeah. But like you said offline, I took a little bit of your secret sauce and applied <laughs> to the insurance space. And I took Jesse's sauce, which comes from the health world, and I put them together. And then I'd use some of my Den Henry digital marketing, <laughs> all that stuff, like the negotiations, email campaigns. And you just stir your experiments together and make it your truth. And it became my truth that very recently. My wife was able to quit her job and we're all in. We're buying properties where we manage them as well, but we want to make it very clear. We're not a management company. We don't do it strategically for the properties that we own and for our partners. 
And we have a vertically integration, a leg where I'm a broker. I'm not on the boots on the ground. I have my team. And then phase one is we'll find you a home. And then phase two will help you set it up at an SDR slash MTR because that's what I'm learning. And that's what Rachel taught me. And that's what I do. I learned from my peers. And I'm so excited and grateful that Rachel was able to tuck me under her wing. And we've been able to co-run some of these workshops together, constantly learning, constantly taking notes, just like everybody else, and just sharing the successes, the little that I've had over time. And I'm just super pumped because I know we got a little something that's cooking as well that we can get a chance to to talk about later. But that's the experiment, y'all. My goodness. And I love it. And I do believe it's like segue into the next portion. But guys, get a friend like Ruben who has synergy um, with what your goals and your dreams are, because Ruben, he got all in into what it is that we were doing with midterm until he signed up for the course. He took it even further, which I'm super excited about. And he's even opened up my eyes to some of the needs that we're able to build to meet not just with educated or educating our community, but also creating something really special as well. But I just want to go back because Ruben and I, we actually are kind of accountability partners. We're doing our 10X is easier than 2X. We have a little notes on our iPhone. Whenever we're inspired, we update that. If you don't have a friend like that, you end up being a little bit in a silo. And I know being in groups is great, but if you have someone that can keep you accountable, can work elbow to elbow with you, who is in line with your goals, your dream, I think it just makes, it makes a big difference. I remember a few weeks ago, Ruben asked Rachel, what do you want? And I asked Ruben, what do you want? And we both had just wild goals. And I'm super excited about that because oftentimes, we, we're either assuming we know what our friends and colleagues and our family and our partners want, but when was the last time you actually asked mm, your friend so or your colleague or your partner, what do you want? What do you yeah. really want? And Rachel, if you don't mind, I'll piggyback that. When was the last time you asked yourself what you want? Mm. That to me is the most that powerful part. one. Before you go to someone else, because I don't think we take it. If it's hard for you to answer that, that's great. It means you're making progress because here's the news. A lot of people don't know what they want. And Rachel and I were talking about this. If you don't know what you want, the universe is not going to hand you something you're not clear on. It's just not. And so to me, that's the first exercise. Identify what you want first. And when you're very clear on that, you, you will see things will change. And I'm not saying miraculously things will just change, but I'm saying you will be more aligned and intentional on what you're doing and what's called your reticular activating system. My wife and I were just talking about it. If you're not familiar with it, this is what it means. My wife and I are looking to move right now, right? So we're looking at this company. It's called the pink. It's called, I think it's called the perfect moving company. For those of you here on the East coast, you might know what it looks like. It's a pink truck. My wife and I, this week only, we literally were talking in the kitchen like two hours ago, like Ruben, I've seen three of these trucks. I'm like, Celine, this is why. And I told him like, this is why I literally was going to text you yesterday. I was walking. I saw another truck. Why? Because we got a quote for it. And we're excited to work with it. It's a really good company. We've been doing research. So guess what? Now it's on our sub. It's on our, it's on our mind. It's on our subconscious mind. It was always there. The trucks were always there. But because we got very clear on this is the company that we're using. Now we start seeing it. And it's the same thing. Like when we go to these conferences, if you're not clear, if, when you invest, if you don't believe, if you're not clear on that, 
it's not going to, you're not going to have the same experience as if you're very clear on what your goals are, then the opportunities, you will see them, but you will not see opportunities if you're not very clear on where you're going. So to me, it's just, it's just incredible. And this is the kind of stuff I go to the conferences that talk about this. This is who I surround myself with asking Rachel offline. Hey, what are you, this is not like a, like a thing that we do to just say that we do. I do this stuff every day. Like I'm writing it down because it works. And it's just, I don't think if you stay in your bubble, that, that, that doesn't become part of your truth because you might not even be aware. And so that's why I would encourage everyone who's listening to, to bring your point back, Rachel is like, what is your reticular activating system will look like? What are you looking at? What are you putting out into the universe? What frequency level are you on? And are you clear on that frequency so that things are clear and become clearer to you as you seek them out into the marketplace or your community or universe? So true. So true. And so speaking of which, I asked you what you wanted. And this is something that we have been working on behind the scenes and in front of the scenes as well. But your goal, Ruben, here's what you said you wanted. You wanted to create a network Mm -hmm. that would be the number one midterm rental insurance network in the country. You bet. Okay. So you're leading with service. You want to make sure that members in our community have access to the leads that are coming in from Mm -hmm. the temporary housing agency. And we started to build the foundation around that. Could you share your vision for this with us? Tell us what sure. this would mean for the investors and those who are um, very interested in pivoting into this midterm rental strategy. Sure. And I always like to say it in a way that you can relate. You can see the opportunities. I may have landed a contract on all my properties or a few properties. Let's say I'm 100% occupied and an insurance insurance company would reach out and say, hey, do you have another property available? What I would naturally do is, okay, let me ask if it's in Rachel's vicinity, let me text her because she might have something available. And that started happening a lot, not between us two, but even others. I'm like, oh, I know a guy in Cleveland. Let me ask him because I had a conversation with a relocation specialist and looking for something in Cleveland. And so I'm going, I'm texting and I'm always thinking, going back to, is this a repeatable process? Yes. Can someone help me do this if we have the right infrastructure in place to repeatedly take a demand and provide the supply? So then it was very clear to me that, of course, that can be done. And so then, okay, so then you just dive in and then we're still figuring it out. And so then we decided to create a platform that would connect these relocation specialists who have tons of of constant volume of demand of families that need to be displaced into these homes that are furnished. And guess who I happen to know? A bunch of homeowners who have furnished accommodations, who again, have a high level of integrity, great service, call it an Airbnb host for lack of a better word. They come from that world where they have furnished accommodations and they'll be very interested in housing a family for two to six months to eight months at a premium with less cleaning, less turnover, and a high occupancy. So that's how we were able to say, let's create a platform that 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 connects the two and two together so that everybody wins. Because when the relocation specialists need to connect these, place these families into homes, the family wins because their alternative was 
inconvenient for them. They're staying at a hotel. They got dogs. They got, they're paying for the kennel. They're not with their dogs. They don't have a dining room. They don't have a living room, but now they have a home. And then for you as the operator, you now have 100% occupancy at a premium. And some of these premiums we're saying is be, or, or, uh, that we're seeing is because the insurance company that you pay every month, you have that money that's available to you when something does happen to you. And that's what we decided to build an intermental insurance network that connects relocation specialists with homeowners with furnished accommodations. And we're super excited and thrilled. We're covering every single state nationwide and it's growing. And I cannot wait to be able to share this platform with the members we're currently sharing and for you guys to get these deals, because I know that getting these deals has completely changed the way I look at my business now. Absolutely. And I love it. And the way that you have, you've pushed the envelope because initially my thought process was very linear, but you essentially 10x the process. You said, what if, and this is the question, what if we can get the temporary housing agencies to really tap in and to live within that ecosystem and to recognize it as one of the trusted resources mm -hmm. that they can tap into because oftentimes they're shooting from the hip. They're looking here and there and here and it's quite disorganized, unfortunately. So yeah. if we can create a process that's seamless and you're putting the tech behind it and we're putting the resource behind it, we hire relationship managers for yeah. this. I'm just super, super excited at how you were able to get this vision and and essentially 10x it. And so I thank you. Thank you so much for that. And it thank just you. shows that everything is figure outable yeah. and, and to challenge, right? Challenge yeah. the limiting belief of, oh, no, we don't. That was that's what my thought was. Oh, no, yeah. we won't be able to get the temporary housing agency on board. And you're like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think why that, not? Yeah. I think the question that I think if you could take away from this episode, I think it is really powerful to ask yourself is what would need to be true in order for me to be able to accomplish X? And then that question, what would need to be true? You removing yourself, because I think sometimes you're looking at it more like, how can I when really that what's the who not how? So when you remove yourself and look at it and step away and hover over the situation and say, hey, let me just. I don't even exist for a hot second. What would need to be true? What would that look like? If you can just hover out and ask yourself that, whether it's at work, whether it's for your next real estate deal, you're like, what would need to be true? That takes the pressure off of you because you're just analyzing it. And I think we're very good at analyzing, asking other people what they want. But sometimes we struggle asking ourselves what we want. That's why that question, what would need to be true, takes the pressure off of you and allows you to see things, how they can really work. And then you will see the possibilities will rise to the surface. Absolutely. And that is such a great one. I think we got that one from 10X. Yeah. Well, oh, 100%. Amazing. And I'm so grateful. One more thing I'm just going to plug. I'm so grateful that you're going to be leading our VIPs and the midterm to wealth retreat with the training on the 10X is easier than 2X. I know it's changed my life. It's changed your life. And we yes. continue to double down on getting to that next level. And so thank you. Thank you for joining us there. Thank you, Ruben, for always being a cheerleader, a light in this <laughs> hectic world no. sometimes. But you've been a wealth of knowledge. We've got to explore quite a bit uh, today, Ruben. We dove deep into your everything. I feel like your background, the tech side, all of your trainings in the rooms that you've gone into. You've shown that you have a dynamic sense in terms of how you operate in the industries, the variety of industries. And so thank you again for sharing your insights, your experience. 
and offering some practical advice um, to our members. And I know, Ruby, what I love about you as well, although I don't offer a one-on-one service right now, you do with the midterm rental as well as the short-term rental, the hybrid is what we have to do. So could you share with the community how can they best connect with you to get some more information on that if they're looking for some of that one-on-one help? Oh, for sure. Yeah, you can definitely. So if you're looking for where to find me, I'm very active on Instagram. I know I've heard a lot of, of you say that you've come across my content there, and I'm super grateful because it's been consistency, and it's been so great fostering these relationships. But yeah, you can find me at, at The Real Estate Experiment on Instagram, uh, but more direct if you want to book a call or find out if it's a good fit, because always I, I treat you like a partner. It's a partnership. But go to experimentrealestate.com and uh, book a call there. You can go to coaching, to the coaching tab. You'll see it right there and book a call. First, just discovery to see if it's a good fit because uh, everyone in the experiment nation is shares the same core values. And I trust that if you get on that call, you'll do the same. And I'd love to to help you and share all the experiments that have worked with me and get the real-time constantly learning experiment. That's one of those things that I pride myself on. I, I don't sit back into my lab and and just coach. I'm, I, I got my sleeves rolled up and, yeah. and I'm doing it and I'm actively learning. So you're going to get the real kind of thing of, guess what I discovered today when I was experimenting yeah. this, which is the funnest <laughs> part. That's why Rachel and I Absolutely. always geek out. Oh, we do. Yeah. We're not in a conference room, right? <laughs> no. Yes. Now, grass. We're in the thick of it with the negotiations and all of that. So yeah. you could not be more truthful, my friend. So guys, remember, again, it's never too late to make changes and embark on a future and a life that you desire. And it's taken several pivot shifts to get there. And we'll continue to pivot as we go along. So Ruben, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Until next time, my friend, take care. I cannot wait for the community to get access to all of those links. We'll share them all in the show notes. But everyone, every great beginning has an end. So we're going to say goodbye for now, but we will be back for sure. Have a good one and Godspeed. Thanks, Rachel.